Good morning. You're listening to NPR News. I'm Angela Davis. And I have a special co-host. And I'm Krisha. That's Krisha. We're so glad you could join us today, Krisha. Krisha is 11 years old and my co-host for today's show. And this isn't her first time behind the mic. Krisha has had some experience co-hosting a podcast called Brains On. It's an award-winning science podcast for kids as well as curious adults. And that's what we're talking about this hour, podcast for kids that you should know about. So Krisha, tell me, how did you end up being on the Brains On podcast? How did that come about? Actually, I sent a mystery sound to Brains On, and um, a few days later, we got a reply, and they just asked us to be a co-host. Nice. Were you like, what? I just wanted to submit a sound for the game. <laughs> or were you excited or nervous? I was. I was kind of excited, but also nervous, because it was my first time at like a real studio and all. Mm-hmm. And I hope everybody here was nice. <laughs> yes, they were. they were good. All right. So folks who are not familiar with uh, the mystery sound, what, what is that? So um, listeners can submit a sound and basically um, the co-hosts and hosts on the game or like on the podcast, they try to guess that sound. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So what do you like about listening to podcasts? Because I'm guessing that you en- enjoy that. I mean, many mm-hmm. of us love music, but as an 11-year-old, uh, what do you like listening to people talk? I like listening to topics that, you know, involve like things that, um, I can learn about and stuff like that because I prefer topics that help me learn with a little bit of like fun, like jokes and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. And when you tell your friends like, I heard this on a podcast, what do they say? Or are other kids also listening to podcasts? Some of my friends do listen to podcasts, but some of them don't know that podcast that much because they, mm-hmm. they kind of get confused about when I talk about them. Mm-hmm. Or they think they're for grownups and they're boring. Kind of. Right, right. And uh, what are some of your favorite ones? So I like all of the podcasts from the Brains on Universe. And I do like listening to podcasts that have to do with Greek mythology, too. Oh, yeah. And that has to help with school when you start Mm -hmm. getting... Because you're in middle school right now, right? What grade are you going into? I'm going to in seventh grade. Right. And you'll be writing papers and having to read stuff. Yeah. Right. Do you think listening to podcasts helps you with some of your classes, do you think? Um, Yeah. uh, I like social studies and... Because my teacher's kind of, she likes to talk about podcasts from all types of places. Like one day she did a special lesson about just podcasts in particular. And sometimes now for homework assignments, uh, do teachers give you a podcast to listen to rather than having to do a lot of reading? Does that happen sometimes? Uh, Yeah, that happened last year. Mm -hmm. They. So Krisha is not alone in her love for listening uh, to learn new things as well as to have fun. We know that about 29% of children ages 6 to 12 listen to podcasts. And with an audience this big and just so eager to tune in, what do you talk to these kids about and how do you keep their attention? Well, my guest for this hour brainstormed that question several years ago and came up with the answer. Science, history, and debate. Listen. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Swan June from Durham, North Carolina. Hi, Swan June. Hi, Molly. Today's episode was inspired by a question that you sent to us. What was that question? My question was, how do hearing aids work? It's a very, very good question. I'm wondering how you came up with it. I came up with this question because I know some stuff about how ears and hearing work, but back then I didn't know that much about the science of hearing aids. So you wear hearing aids pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. 
do you get kids asking you questions about them? Kids ask a lot of questions about my hearing aids, but the main question I get is, what are those things in your ears? So I have to explain to every kid who asks why I need them and what they are. So I'm guessing you're pretty good at that now, since that must happen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so what, how do you respond to them? Um, I respond like, well, my hearing is a little... I can't like hear as loud as most people can, so I need my hearing aids to help me hear better. This is Forever Ago, where we explore the before. I'm Joy Dolo. And I'm Mesa. I guess, whatever. It all started one year earlier, in the spring of 1815. In the part of the world that's now Indonesia, this volcano called Mount Tambora began to erupt. And this was a big eruption. 100 times bigger than Mount St. Helens, which erupted in the 1980s in Washington State, and a 1,000 times bigger than the volcano that erupted in Iceland in 2010. Yeah, it was so big that the technical scientific term is a colossal eruption. Colossal yikes. From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hey, Pancake, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Uh, no thanks, Waffle. I'm just trying to read up on some new innovations in pancake science and... Okay, check this out. (sighs) Waffle. That's the actual sound of a waffle iron farting. Because they do that. Meanwhile, instead of a fart, you can make pancake art. Beginning in the mid-1700s, that's a long time ago, Americans started hosting special parties called waffle frolics. Some hosts even made invitations out of satin that looked like waffles, scorch marks and everything. You are cordially invited to a waffle frolic. Be there or be a griddled square. (laughs) I must put on my frolicking finest. It's time to waffle. People would get all dressed up and take turns making their own waffles and choosing their own toppings. I think I'll put some honey on my waffles. And this little lad likes berries and cream. Wow. We're talking about podcasts for kids this morning. If you just tuned in, you're like, what's going on? And we just heard a few outtakes uh, outtakes from the podcast Brains On Forever Ago and Smash Boom Best. We'll hear a few more clips from the shows later in the program. Today, we're going into the Brains On universe to learn more about the shows that are all about learning and exploring and getting involved. And we're taking your phone calls, too. What podcasts do the kids in your life listen to? Tell us what makes it fun and entertaining for them. And if you're a kid, a young person with a question for our guests, tell us what you want to know and what you want answered on Brains On or the Forever Ago podcast. The phone lines are open and here are the phone numbers. You can call us at 651-227-6000. Again, 651-227-6000. You can also call us at 800-242-2828. And later in the program, we're going to have a special mystery sound game. We want you to play along with us. So we're going to be guessing the mystery sounds for the day. You've already met my co-host, Krisha, for the hour. 
gracious, 11, a student here in the Twin Cities. Let's bring in our guest. Molly Bloom is here. Molly is the co-creator and host of Brains On and Smash Boom Best. She helps produce all the other APM Studios podcasts for kids and families. Molly, thank you for coming in. Good morning to you. Good morning, Angela. Thank you for having me. And Joy Dolo is here, too. You just heard Joy's voice as well. Joy is the host of the podcast Forever Ago. She's an actor, teacher, and writer here in the Twin Cities, and she is joining uh, us in the studio as well. Good morning, Joy. Nice to meet you. Good morning. I can't help but also let you know that I'm also a hater of mayonnaise. I've, I <laughs> okay. hate mayonnaise. It's, it's, all, it's, on, it's on my website. It's on everything. <laughs> okay. The mayonnaise never really did anything to me. I just don't <laughs> like it. Okay. But well, we can talk more about that later. We will explore that later. I'm sure uh, Krisha has some pressing <laughs> questions. Uh, my co-host this morning, uh, Molly, uh, Brains On is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. Congratulations. Thank you. And looking back a decade, uh, what made you think a podcast for kids was a good idea and something that, that APM needed to jump on? Yeah, so back in, you know, 2013, when we first started posting these episodes, um, we wanted to make stuff for kids. At the time, you know, Rock the Cradle had been a really successful event here for kids, Mm -hmm. but it was live and in person. um, And there were no podcasts for kids at the time. And I had always been interested in, you know, teaching, making stuff for kids. You know, PBS makes amazing television programs for kids, but public radio hadn't done anything similar. So we're like, this seems like a really good space to play in and have fun and engage with the next generation of public radio listeners. What did the bosses say? You know, they were like, uh, you go, you go play. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, me and my co-creators, Mark Sanchez and Santa Totten, we worked on it in our free time for about five years wow. uh, before it became our full-time wow. jobs. And now you're 10 years old. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Right. Uh, Krisha? Did you expect Brains Off to take out like it did and grow such a large following? You know, at the time, there were no other kids' podcasts. And so we thought there was an appetite. We hoped there was an appetite. (laughs) And it became clear very quickly that there was. um, And people found us purely by word of mouth. There was no marketing. um, And, you know, we started getting lots of emails from listeners and all that kind of stuff. And it became clear that this was a thing that people were hungry for, like screen-free entertainment is really important to parents. And Mm -hmm. this was a really good alternative. So tell us what kind of topics do you cover? Oh, man. So every episode we do comes from a question from a kid listener. So if a kid hasn't asked the question, we won't do the show. So it's everything from why are my feet stinky to (laughs) what is at the edge of the universe. So really the whole gamut of curiosity. Okay, now I have to. Why are our feet stinky? Oh, bacteria! It's all about bacteria. (laughs) We went there. I just needed to know the short answer to to that, uh, Krisha. What have been some of your favorite episodes and why? Oh my gosh, great question! So that episode that we heard a clip from, where um, I talked to Swan June about her hearing aids, that was a really fun episode to work on because I got to go with her to her to her uh, appointment with her audiologist, where she got Mm -hmm. new hearing aids made, and I learned a ton about hearing and how our ears and brains work. Um, And then, of course, I can't help it, but I like the episodes we've done about farts. Um, (laughs) They make me laugh. (laughs) That is a universal... Something that people find humor of all, yes, of all exactly. ages for and some we actually, reason. We have an episode about why people do find it funny. Oh, the science so, of it. Exactly. Right? Okay. And, and how do you get uh, children, uh, young 
people involved in all of your shows. Yeah, so like Krisha, who wrote in to us, that's how we find our co-hosts. So if a kid has written in with a question and they're old enough, um, generally nine and over is how old our co-hosts are. We'll reach out to them and Mm -hmm. see if they want to co-host. And our co-hosts have been from all over the world. Really? So, um, yeah, it's been fun. And same for Forever Go and Smash Moon Best. Um, We talked a little bit about the game that's very popular on the Brains on podcast, the mystery sound. And and Molly, I I have to be honest, we played this game in a company meeting, a virtual (laughs) meeting in all teams. And so many of us, you know how some of those Mm -hmm. virtual meetings can be. When we started playing this game, everybody woke up and we were (laughs) laughing. And like, uh, it was so fun. And uh, I I didn't expect it to be so fun. (laughs) Molly, what gave you the idea for this game? Oh, great question. So, you know, we wanted our show to be really interactive and engaging for kids and parents. And we thought about some of the games we had grown up with in magazines, particularly. I was a kid who read a lot of magazines. And you know those... those highlights? Yeah, yeah highlights. highlights yeah. <laughs> I'm telling my age. I'm telling everybody, everybody got the Highlights magazine exactly. over summer break. And you know right? where they like zoom in on a picture mm-hmm. and you kind of have to figure out that picture? This is sort of the audio version of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to have games for kids to play in the show. All right. Well, we promised that we're going to let you hear more, some some samples of these podcasts. And so we're going to listen to a clip from Brains On. And this is a small piece from the episode titled, What's Inside Jellyfish? This pool is really nice. Coming here was a great idea, Molly. And I'm loving these rainbow floaties. Right? I figured since we're going to talk about jellyfish, we should act like jellyfish. And in the wise words of Janelle Monet, just float. Yeah, jellyfish seem super chill. That's what jellies are best at, just hanging out. They seem so peaceful, you know, one with the water. And why just talk about jellies when you can be the jelly? Be the jelly. Be the jelly. Did somebody say jelly? Yes, we said jelly. Perfect, because I've got a peanut butter sandwich in desperate need of some jelly. Can't have a PBJ without some J. Got any grape? Sandin, we're talking about jellyfish. We don't have any grape jelly. Okay. What about strawberry? Sandin, no, we have no condiments here. We're just trying to chill. Go check the fridge in the kitchen. All right, all right. Don't get your tentacles twisted. You can go back to being uh, the not-grape jelly jelly. Okay, no more distractions. Jellyfish don't get distracted. They just mind their blobby business. Jellyfish don't do much, right? We need to figure out how to do nothing. But you're always doing something. I'm eating a PB&J, and you're floating in the water. That's not nothing. Sandin, relax, dude. Be the jelly. Well, I'm eating jelly. And if you are what you eat, well, I guess I'm jelly. Hey, one more question. Do jellyfish do cannonballs? Because I can't resist. Sandin, no! Cannonballs! Oh, wow. That's cool. (laughs) We're talking about podcasts for kids this morning, and I have a special young co-host with me, 11-year-old Krisha, who is a student here in the Twin Cities, who has some experience co-hosting this very podcast, Brains On, that we were just listening to. Uh, Molly, uh, what do you like about that episode, and and what made it so special? So that episode we just released, um, it came from some really great 
questions we got from kids about jellyfish. You know, what's inside of a jellyfish? Can they sting each other? Um, each other? I never thought about that. Yeah. Because they hurt when they sting. Mm-hmm. The there people. are jellyfish yeah. that eat yeah. other jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best part of that episode, in my opinion, is when the co-host interviewed a jellyfish scientist. And it was a really special moment because the jellyfish scientist was so excited to talk to a curious kid about the things she does all day. And that was mm-hmm. really fun. And that's what's an inf- infectious. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the joy that mm-hmm. you hear people, you know, explaining something yeah. that they are passionate about, that they've researched. Uh, Krisha, do you have a question now for our other guest, Joy? Joy, we'd like to hear from you now. What is the podcast Forever Go about? Thank you so much, Krisha. What a great question. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Forever Go is kind of the history side of everything. So Brains On discusses the science and why things are the way they are. And I think the history part is like, where did it come from? How did we get to be? Mm-hmm. And so we look at the origin of of things that we kind of take for granted. Um, for example, like skateboards. Like, where did skateboards come from? Video games. <laughs> Who did that? Um, Who put wheels on a piece of, little piece of wood? Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually in season one of Forever Ago. So check it out. You will <laughs> okay. find out. And then also we look at this. We have like the week and the birthday song and like how do we have these things that we use every day that we totally take for granted the birthday song you have you've just derailed my whole afternoon (laughs) (laughs) well and the great thing about the show too is like they're short like you know they're 30 minutes so while you're driving Mm -hmm. to work while you're brushing your teeth you know just throw it on and find out a little bit about history which is why we said in the introduction we're talking about podcasts for kids but also curious adults Mm -hmm. there's really no age limit to listening to Definitely. these. So Joy, tell us about your career. I, I said that you're an actor and a teacher. And so where does your involvement with podcasts for a young and younger audience, where does that come from? Yeah, well, I started off acting here in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I did a lot of um, on-stage productions and theater. And I work a lot at Children's Theater, actually, at the Children's Theater Company in, Saint, in Minneapolis. And so that was kind of my introduction to uh, interacting with kids. Um, and then I got called into the studio here and like they had me interview a kid for like 15 minutes and we were just gabbing. We were just like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I think people enjoy just hearing um, not only like my voice, but like the opinions of kids. And I'm excited yes. about hearing young people express themselves. Because when I was a kid, I never was really able to express myself. I had a hard time kind of just speaking up in spaces because I felt really um, othered in a way. I'm I'm black, if you can't tell from the radio. I'm, um, I'm black. <laughs> and like, and, and so I had a hard time um, really kind of saying how I feel. And so theater kind of brought that out in me. And I hope to bring that out in the kids that co-host the show and, as well. And many families, I grew up in a family too, children, you, you, you speak when you're spoken to. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You got to respect your elders. Right. And um, yeah, so theater really helped me find my voice. And so that's part of what I bring into the podcast as well as getting kids to express themselves through their curiosity. So Joy, what's different about making a podcast uh, for kids and, and families um, versus maybe a podcast for adults. You You know what I like to say to that? Um, You know, with the children's theater, it's the same thing. It's like we do theater for the family. Um, People like stories, no matter what age you are, people enjoy stories. And so when you approach a subject, like we're not talking to kids, we're not talking down to them. They're smart people. And like some of these kids that co-host, oh my goodness, they know so much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can we embrace that curiosity? And adults will just happen to listen as well. You heard in the last clip, there was a great sound design and their sound brings everything to life. Mm -hmm. And kids and adults can relate to that. Uh, Krisha, any uh, questions you have for, for Joy or Molly? Um. What do kids bring to curiosity that maybe adults can't? Yeah, kids are so curious about everything because a lot of things are new to them and they don't know what they're supposed to know. And so they Mm -hmm. see things and they're like, what's the deal with that? So things that we take for granted, we don't think about where the first skateboard came from. We're just like, yeah, there's skateboards. But kids see that and they're like, 
Someone invented that. Who invented <laughs> they that? Not, they may not ever voice it. They may just have a thought exactly. and it goes away. Yeah, and so yeah. our shows encourage kids to put voice to that and empower them to say their questions, their ideas, their opinions. Mm. Uh, anything else? Anything and and how has working on these podcast shows affected how both you think and hear? <laughs> Yeah, how are you how are you affected by working on on these podcasts? Um, I think um, I've I've always been a pretty silly adult. Um, really? <laughs> we're one, so surprised. Aren't you say, surprised by that? Can I you imagine? Know, totally. Some, some have said I'm goofy, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I think my it it keeps my curiosity strong. I feel like when you get older, you get like kind of pounded down with responsibilities in the day to day, and you know just responsibilities of everyday life. You kind of forget to just have fun and, and take joy in what you're doing, and often pretending that you know everything. Or or a lot, Mm -hmm. like you're trying to exude, like maybe confidence that's not even real. Right, right. right. And I think Mm -hmm. that that comes like as you get older, people kind of expect you to be a certain way. And if you can lean into that silly, lean into um, the the thought that maybe you don't know everything and you just be curious about it um, and, and allow yourself to be a little... A little goofy. Mm-hmm. A little goofy. I'm with, I'm with that. People who know me personally. She, Are you a little goofy? She's a little goofy. Are you? Yeah. yeah. You, if you walk through the newsroom, people would, would tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's listen uh, to uh, a story, uh, Joy, that you told on your podcast forever ago. Uh, and this is when you told your co-host, Brooklyn, that you learned how to swim as an adult. Mm-hmm. Now, in this episode, you explain racial disparities within swimming. Let's backstroke to where it all began. Much like landing a solid joke, swimming is a skill, and it's hard to pinpoint where this skill began. We know it dates back at least 10,000 years ago. There's a cave of old rock carvings in Egypt called the Cave of Swimmers. The carvings show variations of swimming, images that we now refer to as the doggy paddle or the backstroke. Any Brooklyn Bridges? I don't think they're ready for a dive like that yet. The Cave of Swimmers is important because it's located in a dry desert. And this told archaeologists that at some point long ago, that area had plenty of water and people probably dolo-dived into it. Makes sense. If you lived by water, you used it. Exactly. Lakes, oceans, (laughs) archipelagos. You know what I mean? A, A group of islands. Archipelagos? Yeah, it's a tongue twister. (laughs) And people swam all the time in the Americas, in the islands, and in Africa. And Africans were especially good at swimming. Like, ridiculously good. That's because many Africans near the coast were brought up swimming. As soon as they could walk, they would be taught how to swim. Some as young as three years old. These Africans would not only use the water for fun times, they traveled on water from island to island to trade and share goods. And a lot of them were expert divers, too. They could go underwater and find conchs, fish, shells, and more. These divers' lungs were used to the water. Some could hold their breath for more than two minutes. I can do that. (gasps) I give up. (laughs) In fact, African swimmers were so good, people around the world talked about it. Right. In 1455, a merchant named Alvis de Caramasto from Venice wrote, Africans are the best swimmers in the world. And then Robert Baker, who was English, said in a poem that when his boat capsized far away from the shore, he and his entire crew were saved by Africans. Yes, I did write about that over 450 years ago. Terrifying day, but made for a great poem. 
And there's a story about a United States Marine being rescued in my homeland of Liberia way back in 1843. So Africans were kind of like lifeguards. More on lifeguards in our next episode. But yeah, it brings up the question. How do you take a people who have been so, historically speaking, proficient at swimming, and now they are six to ten times more likely to drown than white Americans? That's Kevin Dawson. He's a scholar of African-American swimming and history. He's pointing out that even though African-Americans descend from these amazing swimmers, over time, that tradition was lost. And get this, Kevin says white Americans who tend to be more skilled at swimming today, many of them descend from Europeans who once feared the water. We've learned that Africans once had a strong relationship with the water, but many lost that when they were enslaved and brought to the U.S., And racism and Jim Crow laws kept Black people from feeling comfortable in the water long after slavery ended. Yeah, but thanks to people like Ebony and groups like Black Kids Swim, more Black kids are getting in the water. And speaking of, I think it's time. For what? Time for the biggest splash showdown this pool's ever seen. I've been working on a new dive, partner, and it's a real doozy. I'm ready for it. It's the Brooklyn Dolo Double Dipper. And it takes two to do this tango. Let's go. Yeehaw! Woo! Oh my, we're talking about podcasts for kids that you need to know about. We're uh, just listening to uh, an excerpt from the podcast Forever Ago, hosted by Joy Dolo. Joy is here in the studio with me this morning, along with my special co-host, Krisha, who is an 11-year-old student here in the Twin Cities who has experience uh, hosting a podcast herself. She's uh, helped to hope help to uh, host Brains On. Uh, Krisha, let's talk to Joy some more. What did you want to ask her? Who taught you how to swim and where did you learn? Oh, that's a great question. So um, I learned how to swim when I was 30 years old. Um, I went to... So I've always had this fear of the water. I've always had um, like a like, I just didn't feel comfortable in it. And, like, I had a really hard experience when I was younger, like, just getting in a pool. So I was I always had this fear of, like, even just the smell of chlorine, like, freaked me out. Mm-hmm. So um, we, I decided to make a trip. So I planned a trip to Hawaii. And me and my husband, uh, my husband, his whole family, Kathy, Ron, everybody, they are uh, avid swimmers. And so Graham and I went to the YMCA. And we went into the little kiddie pool in the little shallow area. And I just, I was just learning how to float. And like, every time I would like try to relax, like my arms and legs would start flailing. And I would like, you know, (laughs) but we did it every day for like six months, we just went in and slowly over time, I realized that I can like trust my body, my body, I can trust myself. And he was really instrumental in just getting me to relax. And I I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of African-Americans that have never had the skill of swimming. Like, first, you have to get over the fear of it and mm-hmm. conquer the fear. And once you're able to relax into it, it just becomes like any other skill. Because it feels like a loss of control. A hundred percent. And like just being and like we have control as people of color of so little things. It's like the last thing I want to do is try to put myself in danger. But once mm-hmm. you do realize it, just like swimming, improv, theater, public speaking, any kind of fear that you have, if you're able to conquer that feel, you'll realize that it's more of a skill and it'll better your life by, by a landscape slide. So So what do you hope your young listeners, adult listeners would get out of that particular episode? Or what kind of feedback did you get from it? Um, I got a lot of really great feedback from um, kids. um, Just 
like learn like talking about their swimming experience and how they've learned how to swim at a young age and they didn't even think that other people haven't learned how to swim. Um, I've got a lot of uh, feedback from older adults saying that they are in their 30s and 40s and they're inspired to learn how to swim now um, to to go into the to the world and learn how to do that. And then um, I also I kind of talk about um, just being in the wilderness too because Minnesota has so many great like uh, parks and wrecks mm-hmm. and stuff and that place is also uh, not really populated by people of color. So there's people that are trying things out. They're going camping. They're going swimming. You know, they're taking lessons and they're getting more involved in this wonderful world that we have. I want to read some written comments we're getting uh, from people uh, from our, our, our NPR Facebook group. We have this Facebook group, Raising Kids in Minnesota. Check that out if you have not. So in Facebook, type in Raising Kids in Minnesota. That's a, a group that uh, NPR has put together where people share some great advice and stories about being a parent. So some recommendations uh, from Raising Kids in Minnesota, that Facebook group. Amanda says... Uh, a podcast called Greeking Out is one of my kids' favorites. Um, notes that there is a content warning at the beginning of each episode. They make mythology fun and relevant. We've also enjoyed Brains On on road trips. Oh, yeah, those long car rides. It's educational fun and geared towards kids' real curiosity. Uh, Kate says Greeking Out has been <laughs> uh, fantastic for my mythology-loving kids who are ages 7 and 9. We also love Wow in the World. The voice acting and the characters are engaging and a lot of fun. And finally, Smash Boom Best is a great podcast for some friendly debate on topics super relevant to kids. That's from Kate. Elizabeth writes, Who, When, How, Mystery Editions. We've enjoyed season or, yeah, second season over the first season. It's more like a radio play. Jesse writes, My kids' all-time favorite podcast is the Two Princes. Two Princes. But they also enjoy Circle Round, Greeking Out, Brains <laughs> On, Grim, Grimmer, Grimace, and Becoming Mother Nature as well. And one more. Uh, Rebecca says, We love a uh, a lot of the podcasts also mentioned, but an older podcast, still super fun, is the podcast Has Fleas. This podcast Has Fleas is the name of it. It's pretty funny. Uh, Krisha, have you heard of, of this Greeking Out podcast? What Do you listen to that? Yeah, I do. I love Greek mythology and it's great. Like, yeah, they just tell stories in like a really funny way. Right, it's in like the, the voices and the acting sound effects. So what mm-hmm. is it that? Uh, so there's like two co-hosts, basically. And they both make the the podcast itself really funny mm-hmm. because they do like the entire greeking out um, stories and then they add, you know, their own humor to it. And that's covered in school. I remember reading the, the stories mm-hmm. and there'd be vivid images, but I bet that would, the content or the message would, would really stick with you and make, be, make it easier then to write about it. You think so, Molly? Definitely. Yeah, like when you hear things in a podcast, it's really sticky. Especially we've heard that kids listen to episodes multiple times. And so oh. it really gets in there and sticks in their brains. Enjoy as a teacher. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually going to ask you, Krisha, if you have a favorite mythology or favorite myth story. Um, don't really. But I do love Greek mythology, like a lot of stories in Greek mythology. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting. I do think that um, like theater storytelling is like the way that we used to teach each other right like it's ancestral and so like if there's a way to tell a story and get it to stick in your brain i think a lot of podcasts work on just telling the narrative of a lot of things Mm -hmm. so it it makes it really sticky 
All right, we've been talking about this mystery sound game, and uh, we want to demonstrate how it works. Uh, and the mystery sound game is a component of the Brain Sound podcast. So my producers, who are very busy all the time, finding ways to keep me on my toes, um, they gathered some mystery sounds while I was out of town last week uh, for for us here in the studio to first to guess, to demonstrate to our listeners how, how we're going to play this game with them. So let's go ahead now and listen to one of those sounds, and then we're going to try to guess. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> what it what it actually is when try to identify it let's let's listen to a mystery sound <laughs> okay. Wait, you're laughing at my face. Yeah. <laughs> that brought back memories. That sounds like after there's like a big thunderstorm and the tree branches ah. fall and then the city crews come down and mm-hmm. they, they uh, use it's like a chainsaw to take mm. the branches away. That's my guess. A chainsaw cutting down a tree. I, saw, I thought it was like a blower, like a leaf blower <laughs> or like a machine blowing machine, a, a professional blowing machine. I was that, like... I was getting flashbacks to being at the dentist. Oh, um, what's going, like, what is going on in your my- mouth? <laughs> no, a lot of plaque, I guess. <laughs> Chris, I'd have to say the leaf blower too. Leaf yeah. blower, leaf blower. Okay. Joy and Krisha, friends for a okay. life. <laughs> All right, and other producers going to tell me what the answer is. It's a leaf blower. What the hell is this leaf blower wins? Okay. We get right. 10,000 nothings. You get a, a big hug at 10 hey. o'clock. You'll get a big hug. Okay. Uh, so that's the mystery sound game uh, that you can be a part of. Uh, and again, call us now at 651-227-6000 or 800-242-2828. Let the producers know that you want to play the mystery sound game that put you on hold. And then we'll play another sound in, in just a couple of minutes. And then we'll let you guess. All right, right now let's talk about uh, another uh, podcast um, that uh, we we've mentioned, but we haven't gotten into a lot about what it's about. Uh, I I love saying it, Smash Boom Best, mm-hmm. uh, Molly and Joy, Smash Boom Best. Uh, what's the origin story behind this show? What's what's uh, what's it about? I know it has something to do with debate for kids. Yeah, I mean, as adults, we struggle with debate. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is going on with the smashing and the booming and the besting? <laughs> yeah, so this is a spinoff from Brains On. We started doing these debates like bridges versus tunnels as a way to sort of get into topics that might be a little less interesting. But it turned out that kids loved the debate format. And so we have this whole spinoff show called Smash Boom Best where we debate really important topics. Joy has been a debater on the show. Oh, yes. So what are some of the debates you've done? Um, some would say mayo versus mustard. Mm-hmm. And I argue for team mustard. As I said earlier, I am not a fan of mayo. <laughs> um, we did Bigfoot versus the the Little Mermaid, I the, think. Just mermaids. Just yeah. mermaids. Um, like... Oh, so many Neon versus helium. Yeah, rice versus noodles. The whole spectrum. And and as the two funny grown-ups are debating, there's a teen judge who judges them. There are several rounds of debate. And we also teach about logical fallacies and how not to make an argument. But we model for kids how to have a good time, disagree, and be cordial. So civil discussions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I imagine learning that early on. Hopefully will help later in life. Yes, think? as you go through life, you, you're going to have a lot of things that you have to figure out how to communicate with. And I think the show really emulates, um, one, how not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but two, but also, like you said, how to be cordial and like walk out of there realizing that we're still two people that just have different opinions. And so that uh, live show at the State Fair, there's going to be a live uh, smash boom best 
debate at the State Fair on NPR Day. Again, that's Friday, September 1st uh, at noon, I believe, at Dan Patch Park. Uh, Krisha, do you have questions about Smash Boom Best? Molly, you've done a few of Smash Room Best shows in a live setting. What makes it exciting for the kids involved in the audience watching? Well, kids have opinions. You may know if you know a kid or two. Um, and so they love to judge who's doing better in the debate. So Joy uh, did one recently where she did chocolate chip cookies versus potato chips live in front of an oh, audience. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about being in front of that mm. audience? Um, being in front of that audience was, um, I thought I was going to come in there and just like take over, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, potato chips are the best, obviously. <laughs> Salty, crispy, crunchy. Crunch. Who doesn't like it, you know? And these kids were like, one of the kids, they, they raised their hand and they said the best thing about chocolate chip cookies is that you can have it with your grandma hard to argue with and that. i was like How, what am i supposed to say to that <laughs> like i lose i lose hands down <laughs> but um, but it is good to hear like their perspective and how they see things and like why it is the best to them somebody said that the potato chips like they don't like it because there's like air left in the bag yeah, oh, yeah. they don't feel the all the way and i was like what is ugh, come on come on y'all <laughs> what do you mean they pulled the grandma card they did but then i started crying so i won i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> That's not part of, of modeling no. good civil no. debate. <laughs> they have to know um, what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Krisha, I wonder, have you listened to, to Smash Boom Best before? What do you think of that? I think podcast? it's really, um, I think it's really fun that I get to like judge personally. And there's like on the website, there's like a thing you can vote on. You can see how many people decided, you know. So I feel like it's great to see how many people agree with me and how many people disagree with me. And I like to judge things because, and and then. I just love debate. Mm-hmm. Right. And this could be foreshadowing. What, what grade are you going in again? I've been going in seventh grade. Seventh grade. So uh, debate teams, particularly on the high school mm-hmm. level, maybe that may or may not be something you want to participate in. Yeah, right. We have heard from a lot of listeners that they have gone into debate clubs and teams because <laughs> mm-hmm. of Smash Boom Best. Oh, nice. Nice. That's right. Uh, and the name, where did the name come from? Uh, we take two things, smash them together. And let you decide which one is best. Ah, I get it. Okay, that's great. So uh, speaking of, of sound, lots of great sound we've heard in some of these excerpts of the podcast. Uh, and I know you, you, you work with some very talented sound engineers uh, helping you behind the scenes. But talk about the importance of, of gathering that sound and how the sound helps convey stories, uh, especially to young people. Joy? Yeah, I feel like... Um, like we were talking about stories and how that makes things really sticky. I feel like music and sound is its own voice, right? So like with the podcast, you sometimes hear music underneath it. Or if you're like watching TV and it's a dramatic scene, you have yeah. the music underneath and it Dude. swells yeah. when you know something mm-hmm. intense is going to happen. So we use music in all these different variety of ways. And with podcasts, it's no different. Um, we do the same thing in theater, too. You know, we take sound or you have a live band or an orchestra to help mm-hmm. give the mood of the story. And I think it's just as important as the words. Yeah. And one of the things is we have kids sending in mystery sounds like Krisha sent in a mystery sound Mm -hmm. and kids feel really empowered because we're playing the things they've provided and they hear their voices on the show too. Mm -hmm. Krisha tell me again what was the mystery sound you submitted? It was actually me eating a pear and like when I started my mom gave me pears for a snack and I just started eating them and I'm like wait this is a weird sound. (laughs) Eating the sound of eating a pear does that sound different than eating an apple? Yeah pears are less crunchy they're more soft Mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would be a hard one to guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're tricky. Right, mm-hmm. right. And um, Joey, it's not just the, the sounds from our, our environment. Uh, the voice, again, you have a background in theater and improv. 
Uh, and does that help you host the show? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm very comfortable talking in front of audiences because of my career. And so I think it's easier for me to kind of just kind of embrace the show. And then also all these silly characters we get to play, too. I get to use my entire range of my voice <laughs> to create things. And I think that's also part of why I think stay sticky. I think sticky is the word of the day today, hey? I, I've heard you say that a couple times, sticky. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask my producers, can we, uh, you know, I know we have at least one caller here on the line. Do we want to play a, a, another mystery sound right now? Can we do that? Let, let's give us a, a mystery sound. And, and uh, let me talk to this caller who's on the line. This is uh, Mary and Isanti. Good morning, Mary. Are you there? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So glad you're joining us. And um, are, mm-hmm. are you are you good at guessing sounds? I'll try. You'll try? <laughs> I appreciate the spirit. Okay, let's let's go. Let's listen all together. We're going to uh, play uh, a mystery sound. Again, this is something that you'll hear on the Brains On podcast. Let's hear this sound, and then we're all going to try to guess what it is. Uh, Mary and I, Santi's joining us. Go right ahead. Let's hear it. Oh, I know. I got this one. I'm going to go last. Okay. I, got, I got this one. I got this one. Uh, who wants to go first here? In the studio? Oh, Mary, should we let our caller first? Let's let Mary yeah. go, go first. Ahead, Mary. Mary, you heard that. Do you want to hear it again? Or do, do you think you know what that is, Mary? You know, I, I don't. Um, do you want us to play it again? Can we play it again? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, there it is again. Just go ahead, Mary. What is what is your instinct telling you that sounds like? Um, uh, people walking, people walking through brush. Or, mm. I don't know. Walking through, walking through brush. Okay, Mary says walking in brush. Mary, there, nice auntie. Uh, Krisha, what was that mystery sound, Krisha? I feel like it was like some sort of animal because I heard noises of like people talking about it or something. An animal doing what? It'd be like roaring or something like that. Mm. A roaring animal. Okay, walking through brush, a roaring animal. I heard snow. I heard snow crunching. I don't know if it was. That's what it sounded like to me, like walking through the snow. I hear that. I hear that. And yes, and. I think that it's either that or like tape. You know when you have like tape on a box and you like rip Uh, on the cardboard box? The Amazon deliveries. Yep. Yep. That I'm waiting to open when I get home. And then you open it and then there's the other crunchy stuff in there. Oh, the crunchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a good guess? That's a good guess. I'm going to side with my, I feel like that sounded like six months of my life in Minnesota (laughs) each year. (laughs) That crunchy snow that's been piled on and piled on and it's gotten hard and you're walking and it's crunching. Uh, mm. And the answer is, I turn to my, what? The producers, produ- the, our producers say it's skating on ice. <gasps> ice skates. Angel, we were close. Skating we were close. on ice. We I weren't close. I think tape is pretty close. <laughs> well, ice is related to snow. I, I, I <laughs> skate, but that was the, okay. Um, Mary, what do you think about that? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, I didn't really hear that, but thank you. For I, well, th- thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. Uh, we've got about two minutes. Let's do. Do we want to do another sound? Do you guys? Okay, thumbs up. Producers like let's let's make you sound silly again, Angela. Okay, let's do another mystery sound and um, uh, let's go ahead and, and play that now. Go ahead. Mm. 
Okay. That I'm going to go first this time. That sounds like me about 10 minutes before the show when I'm like going through my script. <laughs> I'm like, what, my page? It's, it's definitely paper. Mm-hmm, sounds like mm-hmm. paper to me. Uh, Joy. Uh, yeah, I was going to go with paper, um, but I'm going to live on the edge and say, you know what? It's popcorn. It's popcorn like right before it's about to pop. You know when it's still like sizzling in the thing? Like, we, you know, it does the little bouncy around thing. It's right before it pops. Okay. Molly? Wrapping paper. Wrapping oh. a present, maybe. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Okay. Okay. And, oh, before Krisha, I'll let you go. We have a caller uh, uh, who wants to play. And uh, is this uh, Bridget on the line? Yeah, uh, yes. Okay. What does that sound like to you, Bridget? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking... Do you want to hear... you could play it again? Can we play it again? Derek, can we play it yes. again? Maybe we're going to try. Okay. Anything coming to you, Bridget? Bubble wrap is what I'm thinking. Oh. Bubble wrap, the stuff in, in packages. And uh, Krisha, you go last. last. Thank you, Krisha. Bridget. Um, thank you. I think maybe wrapping paper or maybe like a plastic water bottle crunching. Mm. Plastic water bottle crunching mm-hmm. or wrapping paper. The answer, producers? Is it popcorn? Crumpling paper. Oh! <laughs> Crumpling paper. Okay. <laughs> I was so sure far. it was popcorn. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget, for calling in. Okay. Uh, again, this hour, we've been talking about podcasts for kids that you must listen to. And I've enjoyed talking to all of our guests. And I want to say thank you. Our time is up. Mm-hmm. But there's still time for you to learn more about all of these fabulous podcasts. We've been talking with Molly Bloom, the co-creator and host of Brains On and Smash Boom Best. She helps produce uh, many other podcasts here at APM Studio. Studios. And Joy Dolo, the host of the podcast Forever Ago, also an actor, teacher, and writer in the Twin Cities. And special thanks to my special co-host this hour, Krisha, an 11-year-old Twin City student <laughs> headed back to school, has been the co-host of an episode of Brains On. Thank you, Krisha. Thank you for all mm-hmm. being here. Thank and thank you. you guys for listening and playing along. This conversation was produced by Matthew Alvarez. We'll talk to again tomorrow morning at 9. Thanks for listening to a recording of my live radio show on NPR News. A reminder that if you want to catch my show in real time, tune in and call in weekdays at 9 a.m.